0: He's going to be leading a panel discussion with some of our amazing supporters, uh, including Chris, Karen, and Mark. Uh, And we'll be exploring ways that you can support Retina UK and what we can do for you as well. We'll then be joined by our Deputy CEO, Paul McGrath, later on in the session. So there will be plenty of opportunity for you to um, ask questions um, at the end of today's uh, discussions. and We will be collecting your questions as you think of them throughout throughout the session this evening. So if you do have a question, please type it in the Q&A section uh, on your screens. If you're on a tablet device, and um, that may be under reactions, um, all of these questions will be asked by the team on your behalf. So please do leave your questions throughout the presentation, and we will um, have them answered at the end of the session for you. So we will endeavor to answer as many questions as we possibly can. However, any questions we're not able to get to today will be followed up over the next coming weeks. So thank you once again
1: for joining us. And without further ado, I am delighted to introduce to you Simon Taylor. Brilliant. Thanks for that, Matt. So, um, yeah, well, thank you for
2: joining us this evening. Um, Fundraising is a really big part of Retina UK, and it's, it's really only thanks to the generosity of our community that we're able to help people and support people who are affected by inherited sight loss and it's also only through that generosity that we're able to accelerate that search for treatments for the future. Now we know that fundraising can be really fun but we also know that it can be a bit scary at first. It it can be a little bit daunting and there's a a range of emotions that go with that and we know uh, from the conversations that we have with our community that fundraising can often bring lots of extra positive benefits uh, to people who are taking part and that you know can also help uh, with their well-being now i'm really lucky at Retina uk through my role i uh, i get to talk to lots of people about their uh, their fundraising their experience of fundraising and not only do i get to help them with that i get to hear about all of the kind of amazing uh, benefits that it's brought to them in their lives as well so this webinar is, um, yeah, a brilliant opportunity to hear about some of those things. Uh, we've got some wonderful people with us this evening, as Matt mentioned. We're joined by Chris, Karen and Mark, um, and they're gonna share some of their experiences of fundraising as part of Team Retina UK. Um, so I'd like to start that um, that discussion now. So um, to to Mark, to Karen and Chris, if you'd like to um, uh, yeah jo- join in and turn your uh, cameras on, that'd be fantastic. Brilliant, thank, thanks guys. So um, we're going to start off uh, really nice nice and easy. I thought it might be a good idea if you um, could each just introduce yourselves and just um, give a sense of some of the uh, events that you've uh, been involved in or, or some of the fundraising that you've been involved in. I thought uh, possibly Mark, if we, if we start with you.
3: Okay, thank you very much um, Simon and Matthew for welcoming us to um, tonight's webinar. It's um, pleasure to be here so my name is mark baxter i am the information support coordinator for i've been with the organization about 15 months now um i joined in 2021 Um, but my journey didn't start there it started with uh, a fundraising challenge which happened to be the london marathon back in 2005 and then from then onwards um i excelled to um, a variety of different treks, uh, both internally and nationally, including Iceland, the Sahara, um, uh, Mont Blanc, and also the Three range. Um I've also done um, a variety of fun runs, 10Ks, and I've also done um, three skydives, and the most recent one being from 15,000 feet. So, That's amazing, like, Mark. Really do enjoy it
2: yeah it's it's incredible the range of things you've been involved in over the years and i'm sure we're going to touch on a lot of those this evening
4: and um, chris how, how about you thanks simon and uh, yeah it's a pleasure to be here as well and uh yeah for me um obviously as you know i came aboard with uh rescue uk uh just last year uh um, in the run-up to obviously the london marathon uh back in october um So that was my first, um, I guess, big event um, with Wrestling UK. And uh, as I've said many times before, it's been one hell of an experience. Not just the London Marathon itself, but just having like Wrestling UK um, in my corner, um, having their backing, their support and their belief ultimately as well, which has been phenomenal. And then, you know, off the back of that, there's been... um, uh, opportunities um, to continue that with obviously various different events, uh, including this one tonight as well. And uh, I'm sure there'll be many sort of to look at in the near future at the same time. So yeah, that's pretty much me.
2: Brilliant. Thanks
1: Chris. And Karen? Hi, uh, um, yeah, thanks for having me as well. Um, yeah, my name is Karen Young. I am registered blind and I've kind of, I think we've really been involved with um, Retina UK, probably since about 2009 um, my husband has done I think he's done four he's done four marathons and um, to, to fundraise for Retina UK so far so his first one was 2009 he did um, I think it was Dublin then Belfast then London and then New York um, so I was feeling a wee bit kind of left out <laughs> a, bit, a bit jealous so um, whenever I saw the the virtual London marathon come up um, as an option in 2021, I just jumped at it because it, it just ticked all the boxes for me. I didn't have to go, well, you know, organize accommodation, organize flights, you know, deal with crowds of people. You know, it was just I could do it all in my own time. So it was great. So I um, did the, the virtual London Marathon then in, in 2021. So we've kind of been doing it, as I say, since fundraising, since 20, uh, yeah, 2009. Um, just through the marathons we've run um table quiz um kind of a wee live music gig um a pub barbecue just differently bits and pieces along the way to to fundraise for those um events so that's that's it
2: brilliant thanks karen i think you you kind of touched on uh, or started to there as well um we you know these kind of a, a lot of these events are kind of about getting active and, and kind of focusing on focusing the mind I guess on, on something new and I was sort of going to ask about um, whether there was anything that, that you know made you want to get involved with them and obviously as you were just saying that <laughs> sure. keep keeping up with your your husband yeah compare them that. Um, <laughs> but was there anything else that kind of inspired you you know recently say with, with the virtual to think actually that's you know something, something that I want to do yeah well
1: um, I think I can't remember I think it came up on facebook or something around maybe january february time of that year and i was just in the process of um of retiring taking ill health retirement from work so it kind of was just perfect time for me because i just i needed something you know something to focus on something to keep me busy because it was going to be otherwise just a big shock you know working one day and then and then stop so it was brilliant having something to focus on and something to timetable my week around um as well so yeah it really helped from that that perspective it's
2: just perfect timing. Definitely, definitely. And Chris, how about you? Sort of when um, when you were first thinking about that that marathon, was there was there something that really inspired you to kind of almost bite the bullet and go for it? Or
4: yeah, I mean, with my, I've always kind of led into the fact that you know you have got to embrace challenge. I think somebody that's um, like myself, who's uh, you know like Karen registered um, sort of blind, you know, it can be quite natural to kind of feel you know a lot of self-doubt lack of confidence at times but you know we always I always kind of say to like a lot of my clients that we we grow in discomfort we grow um sort of through challenge and I always kind of said to myself off the back of doing it that I was always going to look forward to meeting the person that I would become off the back of doing that marathon um so I just kind of like thought about that but obviously you know it was scary um there was a lot of doubt a lot of nerves um which I think's natural and it's going to happen but again if you think about what that's going to you know what you're going to see on the other side of that doing it I think the, the reward's always going to be there so but yeah no I think it's just just got to lean into it you know that's right. always said, leading to challenge and like I think it's a huge, it's just a huge thing but yeah
2: definitely definitely. And, and Mark how are you thinking back to those maybe those ones right at the beginning you were taking on you know all those years ago was there uh, kind of anything that really kind of drove you to to want to do that
3: um yeah well especially the london marathon um as i um applied for london marathons through their ballot um i started applying for the london marathon back in 2003 and unfortunately the first two years i was unsuccessful but then the 2005 which happened to be their 25th anniversary um, i was accepted so um and living with with inherited myself, um, I've, I've had rp my I was a child Um, I've always believed in keeping fit and active and running and um, a family member actually did the London Marathon um, a couple of years before that and she said it was an amazing experience Um, and um, the atmosphere um, of of half of London coming out to cheer you on and, and to feed your sweets and do that drive and motivation you know especially when you're when you're sort of 20 odd miles in and you know your legs are like jelly and, and they just pick you up you know and it was it was such an amazing experience especially to cross the finish line you know to get your medal and, and the fact that I've been striving for three years to to take part in an amazing challenge. And then as an added bonus to raise um you know money for, for retina UK um or RP point blindness as they were back then. Um, It was an amazing experience and it just kind of led me on to doing more fundraising challenges for other charities and then, you know, having the um, opportunity um, to be a part of um, the first overseas um, expedition, Haro Desert, was was so rewarding. Um, And one thing is, having more vision back then, it gave me the opportunity to now live back memories. Whereas I don't have the vision to see it as well as I did back then, so you know I can still remember Saharan landscapes, you know, sunrise going down over the the the, the sand dunes, you know, and um, the different colours of the skies that sun was setting, and, and I, they will be with me forever now, you know, as as well as the other tracks. So you know, it, it was tough, you know, lots of training involved, but you know the the benefits, you know, way outweighed, you know, that what what I,
2: Get there yeah definitely and I, I know the um with those treks that's something while the you yeah you, you know, I think there's come up in conversation with us many times you, you've talked about that and it yeah it just sounds like such an amazing thing to be part of I mean I, I've got to ask where did where did the skydiving come in for you was was that something you had always wanted to do or did that just just come up at some point and you thought well I'll go for it
3: yeah, I was always, I was always a bit of a daredevil. I, the fear really never grasped me, um, even when I was a child. You know, there was nothing that I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to do. And I think it was the fact that I had, I couldn't. Drive. Um I think that was was um, a turning point. The fact that I would never be able to, to get behind the wheel. Um, and many people um, that are listening to and watching today will may relate to you know if you are diagnosed with inherited sight loss early on that you make the decision that i'm not going to be able to drive um so yeah, how else can i get my speed fixed and i did my first skydive when i was just turned in um, and um i was i was hooked I'll, you know after that you know i did another one that it took me 10 years to do the next one and i wrote in that my brother who was also living with rp um, a friend and a colleague. So we did that, you know, I wrote um, a few people in to do that and we, and we did that as a part of a, a world record attempt, um, which we actually smashed that year, it was brilliant. Um, and then I, I, every time the opportunity arose to, to do another one, I just, for it, and then I've always wanted to go higher. So mm-hmm. when I found that there was a place up in uh, Lancashire that could jump from 10,000 feet, then, you know, it took me a while to plan it, um, design my um, flight suit, my retina UK flight suit, um, and um, because of COVID. And then I thought, you know what, let's let's go for it. And again, every single spy that I've done, it's just been a different experience because it's either been at a different temperature or a different height, you know. Um, and I've got the, you know, I can turn around and say that, you know, I've actually travelled at 138 miles an hour and not actually been in a vehicle so it's something you can naturally relate say to people you know and hopefully get them to join in
2: that's pretty amazing isn't it and um, I mean going back to some things we were saying earlier so Karen you touched on right at the beginning about um the virtual London Marathon um, being something you felt was kind of quite a good idea for you in in mm. in terms of um, you know, being able to do that close to home and 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 kind of not having to think about kind of I guess traveling to London and, and big crowds and um, you know all of the other runners and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Did you find that kind of the I guess the virtual was was helpful in that way that that, that perhaps uh, there were less barriers to, to to getting involved. I guess
1: definitely, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, with with Mark having done the the other marathons, I had been. You know and watched them in the Belfast the Dublin and the London so it, you know I knew exactly what you know it was like um you know in the process of it and I just knew it wouldn't be for me actually being involved and it was okay spectating but whenever the virtual one came up it was just it literally was just perfect because you know I knew the way um the way it was organized you could you had the whole day to do it yeah. you know you could choose your own route um, You know, there was no. It seemed to be less, kind of strict in terms of of the rules that might otherwise kind of rule me out. You know, might go, oh no, well, I I wouldn't be able to finish it in that time, so there's no point in in trying, sort of thing. So, um, you know, so it kind of it worked for us, and we were able to, um, plan a route. Well, as it as it happened, the route we had planned we changed at the last minute. (laughs) I went from a from one huge 26 mile circuit and we we changed it and we did um a three mile circuit past our house just did it eight times or nine times whatever it took to to get to it and that was perfect because it meant that our friend's family could kind of stand and watch us at multiple times we went past our house so you know you had the option of nipping into the loo or if it was going to be raining you could change your clothes you could get a drink without having to carry it the whole the whole way um you know and i mean we had we'd set off with our plan and based on the speed I was um I was walking at because I walked it, I didn't run it. Um and the plan was we were going to do it in nine hours. But you know, through the 12 weeks and the training schedule and and building it up, you know, to a pace, we were able to get in under seven hours. So it was just, you know, it was just fantastic. And I don't think I don't think I would have trusted myself to get in under that time if Mm. I'd been going for the the in person um marathon plus, you know, you'd have to get round everybody else than all the, the debris on the ground so it was just it just took a lot of the anxiety and the stress out of it for me just to, to do the virtual and you still felt like you were part of you know the the event because the you know you had the app and you know every so many miles it would give you a big cheer and it would you know there was a, a quiz that you got the questions answered you know a few miles later or whatever so it really did make you feel like you were part of a you know a bigger group and a bigger event so it was really really good.
2: Oh, brilliant yeah and we, we certainly tried to have that I guess that range of things that that people can get involved with Mm -hmm. so that there is hopefully something for everyone um I mean Mark how how did um did did you kind of have uh I guess when you were approaching say in particular with your skydives did did you find that there were kind of any barriers to you getting involved with that sort of thing or or kind of any worries that you had in the lead up to those Uh,
3: no not really um I I think it's it's just having the confidence in yourself if there's a challenge. Um, or something that you want to pursue um, to fundraise is is to is to set yourself um, the goal. You know, um, I've always enjoyed fundraising. Um, I love the challenge of taking part in in the particular challenge itself, but also um, the fundraising um, behind it. You know, and and I've actually um, raised you know from littlers you know to two, uh, two three hundred pounds for a challenge, all the way up to a few thousand. You know. Um, And having the support of um, local organisations behind you, it just gives you that little bit more confidence, you know, social media as well. And um, the fact that I I, I like to live stream a lot of stuff, you know, because it gets gets people behind you, especially when you're doing it in the first person context, so people can actually see your experience in yourself, you know, and it kind of gives them an idea of what you're facing and it um it kind of then thinks oh you know he's actually doing this you know Um, and i've gotten a first person experience of it and it and it means that people are more likely to support you with your fundraising um and so no i i I really do um i really do look forward to that part of it and if anyone is a little bit dumb about you know the 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 fundraising aspect of it if you've got a plan set in place and you've got of big family and friends um, you know you should be able to succeed and not mention the, the amazing support that Retton UK provides in, in, in getting there as well
2: yeah definitely and I, I guess one of the other big things as well isn't it that there's obviously that commitment around around the fundraising the time that that might be but also the, the training side is obviously a big thing for lots of events Chris how did you find fitting in the the training around you know kind of work and family life and, and all of those things
4: yeah, it's 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 certainly a challenge, and um, you know I think there's always going to be a point where when you do embark on some form of challenge like this, there are going to be some form of sacrifices that you are going to have to make. Um, you know, time uh, being one. Um, but you know, we found you know as a, as a as a dad and um, having the girls and stuff like that, we found ways of sort of combining sort of family time and you know training together. So we often used to go to a local. Um, sort of trail and I used to get the girls on their bikes. I used to run, they used to have the bottles and the jelly babies um, on board them. And then we sort of combined it, you know, a run sort of family bike ride together. Um, so we found ways of just, you know, doing it, do it in that way. But, you know, on on the other on on side of that, yeah, there was early mornings, um, late nights, um but with doing it last year obviously had the ability to do because we had longer days um obviously it was a little bit easier um so we could do the early morning runs at sort of 6am or go out a bit later at night when it was still light um obviously this year is a little bit different um you know in terms of the, the shorter days when it goes back to april but you know there, there, there are always ways of doing things um you know it's just sort of trying to have a battle plan in place i guess for a fundraising aspect though um you know, one thing that worked incredibly well for me was just a, a sort of consistent documentation um, in my journey, not just showcasing, you know, what went well in terms of the runs, but actually showcasing perhaps the things that didn't go so well. The You know, the training sessions that felt not good. The fact that my legs were just completely fatigued and I just felt slow that day, you know, so being, you know, documenting the highs and the lows, the ups and the flows, um, you know, just being really authentic um, with your sort of social media, you know, sort of documentation of your journey. Um, as you know, Simon, you know, I took quite a big step in writing quite an emotive post. Um, and it was a big step personally, because that's the first time that I had ever written uh, quite openly honestly and transparently about my condition on social media um but that created obviously on a personal level it was it's, it's phenomenal it was a big step in my in, for myself but it also created a huge amount of sort of traction in, in regards to the fundraising because I think people buy into that kind of emotion and then they're they're more likely to kind of support you as a byproduct of that as well yeah thought so that was incredibly powerful um so like both for me and also, you know, for, uh, for the fundraising side of things as well. Um, you know, off the back of that, I think we we raised just 2000 pound off one post and it was absolutely crazy, you know? Um, so yeah, but, and it's, that's, that's a big step. Um, but I'm, I'm glad I took it because what it's meant for me now is that it's given me a lot of confidence in myself, um, knowing that my sort of, you know, community, if you like, um, have a level of awareness around, of my my eye conditioning how it affects me you know a lot of people knew i had eye condition but they didn't really understand the eye condition but through this process of doing the fundraising i was able to document more about this and i feel better in 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 the fact that they know a bit more about it so therefore they're able to help and support me in a way that would be better for me as well so yeah it's kind of it works definitely works two ways
2: yeah definitely and then I know because she then went on to go um, to another event later in the year and and actually tell your story to what was a pretty pretty mm-hmm. big audience on the night, wasn't it? I mean, how, yeah. did that feel like um, you know looking back? Was, was that something you ever thought you would end up doing after you know getting involved in that sort of thing?
4: Or I wouldn't have done that next event if it wasn't for what obviously we'd done in terms of the fundraising and the work yeah. we've done with Retina UK. It can be doing the work for Retina UK and doing the, the marathon, etc. That gave me the confidence to then go on and do that. Um, obviously it provided opportunity in, in itself anyway, but like I wouldn't have the confidence to stand on stage and talk about my own journey and my own story if I hadn't to sort of go through that process of documenting on social media like the way I did.
2: Yeah, def- definitely. And then, um, Karen, I guess with um, you know, with doing the virtual actually in your community and having family and friends kind of watching you mm. do that event, I I get guess, did that sort of help as well to kind of, um, I guess, raise a bit of awareness about, you know, the charity and, and about Inherited Sight Loss at the same time, do you think?
1: Yeah, definitely it did. Um, I mean, what we did, you know, was, again, something similar with the social media. So um, sort of from about 12, 11 weeks to go, you know, every Sunday we'd post an, an update with photos of us on our train and walk and what the distance was and, you know, just maybe a screenshot of, kind of the fitbit data with you know the the distance and the um the elevation because unfortunately any direction you go from our house you have to go up the hills <laughs> i <It> was quite <laughs> impressed i wanted everybody to appreciate the effort that was going into it um you know and then we had the you know obviously the hashtags to the charity the links to the the fundraising you know and um some information about you know the condition and the charity and the work that that you do know, you know so it was it was very good from that point of view um, and it did initiate a lot of questions, um, you know, from people, I think, who maybe would have been too shy to ask, you know, with, you know maybe didn't want to offend you by asking you something about your condition, that kind of felt maybe a wee bit more empowered because you were being open about it on social media that they felt they could too. Um, you know, and on the day we had people, because we had our, our numbers, you know, our, our race numbers as if we were, you know, in London itself you know people were to horn and they could see us and um you know stopping and and cheering us or handing out snacks and drinks and things and there was some people actually joined us on the you know and that was another kind of excuse you know for a chat and and raising awareness and you know and it was it was really nice um because I think RP is a funny condition and that you know you, you're was mine in particular you know I have only a very small amount of central vision so sometimes I can see people and I can chat to them and they might think gosh you know she doesn't seem to have anything wrong with her vision you know so it was actually really good to you know f- for for them to explore the condition a wee bit more um and understand kind of what what it is and what it isn't and, and that so that was very useful I think.
2: Yeah definitely and you kind of touched on there about you know people getting involved and you know mm. joining you with it I guess Mark I, I imagine through you know through the things you've been involved with over the years you you've probably gone on to meet quite a lot of people through through fundraising and, and make new friends and connections and things.
3: Oh massively Um there was there was a, on, on the first trek itself there was there was quite a lot of people um, it was We had it filmed for our um, information DVD. So, you know, we got a lot of publicity and awareness um, around that for the the information DVD that was created on the back end of that using the first Sahara Trek as a backdrop. Um, I got to meet so many people, like minded, inspirational people like myself. Um, I'd never met before, you know, apart from the immediate family. I didn't know anyone else. Um, so it was daunting um, to meet new people, you know, but then share our stories. And and a lot of people had more different walks, um, backgrounds, um, diagnosed at different times, you know, um, had to give up different things. Um, and it was just brilliant to, to just walk alongside someone and like Chris said just open up about your experiences living with sight loss um, and share and, and share their experiences as well you know it was great and go on and to track again with the same people you know and again to track with you know up to you know three times with the same people you know we've become very very good friends, you know, we're, we're now, um, you could say, um, colleagues as well, you know, um, it, it, it's just it's brilliant and it's amazing that you keep a lot of people still, you know, for, again, through social media, you know, especially if there's anything else that comes up, you know, you think, oh, I might be interested in supporting me with that, you know, and you always get a good feedback from when you do challenge, you know, from people on social media you know and they always help out to support you
2: yeah definitely definitely and I, I I guess doing it in a team like that as well kind of um I guess when you reach that final day and you, you did that last mile that must have felt pretty special to, to do that as part of a group and kind of all be there together I guess
3: yeah um you you kind of start out as as, as 29 strangers you know but then when you actually finish the challenge you know you hit the top of the mountain you know you kind of and you have that photograph taken you kind of feel like you've become a family you know um because you just you you with everybody you know the same people every day you know you get to learn more about that that person and the, and the struggles and the strife that they've actually gone through you know and and the attributes that they actually um have, have acquired during their fight loss challenge you know and when you 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 tend to share a lot of the same ones perseverance grit determination you know um and it's just nice and it's so rewarding to to listen to their stories as well so yeah you start out as strange as, as, a, as a team
2: well, that's fantastic and Chris for you I mean I, I guess when you you know you turn that final corner you were, you were there on the mal and the, you know the palace was there and kind of what was that like when you know all of that training you realized it paid off and, and the finish line was kind of you know just a few steps away how, how did that feel
4: um i guess a little bit overwhelming to be honest but highly rewarding at the same time um yeah i i was obviously elated you know with, with you know everything comes of repetition doesn't it you know all the weeks and days and miles that you've done over the kind of past sort of 16 20 weeks all comes to one at the end you know and um yeah it's, it's without a shallow doubt it's it's it's, a, it's very emotional you know it's um there's definitely a few, a few tears t- shed on, on route. Um, but you know, like Mark said earlier, the crowds are insane. Like it, you I don't think you can ever replicate that ever again. Like it's absolutely and the, the atmosphere is immense. And everyone says it about London, you know, but it, it is something else. It's it, you can't really describe it, but it's just a feeling. But yeah, it, it was truly a, a massive emotion. But, uh, yeah, one. Of, I'm so glad that I've, I've, I've done it, you know. Ultimately, I could say I've, I've done it now. So, yeah, amazing
2: yeah, experience. Definitely some, something that will stick with you for, for a long time, yeah. I
4: imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like the last, I think, you know, I can remember I had my wife and, and the kids on sort of mile 24, 25. Um, it was all getting a bit of a blur by then. But, you know, that was that was pretty amazing seeing them, you know, near, near the finish as well. So, yeah, inc- incredible incredible times. But. That's
2: brilliant. And um Karen I guess for you kind of when you when you reached that um you know last mile and you kind of you knew it was the last lap of, of your route I mean what, what did it mean for you to kind of think actually yeah I, I, I've, I've achieved that goal that I set out to reach
1: yeah oh, it, was, it was really good so such a good feeling you know we were absolutely buzzing and you know the last training um the last long training route, i think it was 20 miles and that was the longest we had done in training and and i kept saying where am i going to pull another 6 miles out of you know on the day and martin's like trust the training trust the training that's all you you know you've done everything you need to do but um and he was right because it was fine and you know we were having so much fun and and chat and enjoying ourselves walking around and um you know we just loved it and then when we were coming up to the end um London Marathon had sent everybody doing virtual marathon a, a finish line so we had a finish line to run through um and when we realized that you know what how close we were to the to the seven hours you know we we did a, sp- a sprint finish for the last sort of 100 yards to try and get in so we were in a second under the seven hours so you know it was just great you know and app then it explodes into cheers and and crowd noise you know so it just was lovely it was really really good
2: yeah, and it's a it's a lovely photo of you both as well. I've I've seen of, of you, yeah, with that finished line that you had. Uh-huh. Um yeah, it must have been a special moment.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was brilliant, you know, and, yeah. and family all standing and cheering. So it was really, really good.
2: <laughs> I mean, and, and through taking that on, you obviously did lots of fundraising and, and you know, you you raised a lot in, in support of Retina UK. Um, you know, that as you know will have will have helped us in terms of the work that we can do. Um, and really does make a huge difference I mean how did you how did you feel about the fundraising side and kind of having you know been so successful with it
1: um it was quite a surprise um you know and I think the fact that it was a, a virtual event the the minimum amount that you had to raise was was lower I think accordingly than it probably would have been if you had been going to the the event which kind of spurred me on to do it because I didn't I didn't feel there was ever a chance that I wasn't going to make that amount of money but I really was surprised you know every week you know when we posted the countdown you know four weeks to go three weeks to go and the links you know how much money people were donating week by week by week you know and then when it came to the day there was you know there was still more coming in on the day it was just it was just phenomenal um you know the fundraising that was that was coming in and it's you know when you when you see um you know, the posts on, you know, Rent in the UK social media and, and then newsletters and see the work that you're doing, you know, you know, it's worthwhile because the research that's going on in the background and even just from a personal perspective, you know, I know how much support and information, you know, that we got as a family from the charity at the start. So it's nice just to be able to kind of keep that momentum going and, you know, and keep that work moving forward. So it's lovely to, to kind of know that you're a part of, of that process
2: yeah definitely and I think we um yeah we do our best to try and make that 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 sense of feeling that you're part of a team and and um, Mm -hmm. kind of all um you know involved together in in a sense and I guess Chris how 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 was it for you I mean obviously with with the London route there's um you know quite a, a substantial target you take on at the beginning and um you know again you obviously did amazingly well what does it kind of how, how do you feel about having, having raised so much for the charity?
4: No, it feels amazing. And I think, you know, obviously we, we sat down at the beginning, had a call, didn't we? And we kind of broke it down, you know, because if we focus on that, um, you know, overall kind of figure, it's a little bit overwhelming. It feels like you've got a mountain to climb, but you know, very much like the training broke it down to smaller chunks and made it manageable and achievable. I think obviously we looked at, okay, so we can do a quiz night. So I had a client of mine that, you know, ran a pub. So she let me, well, basically hire the pub for, for free. And uh, we ran a charity night, invited everyone around, did a raffle as well, you know, and, and they, we had somebody host the quiz as well. And it was a fantastic night for everybody that came down, great social evening for um, ourselves and, you know, so the gym community that we have. And we raised, uh, I think, just shy of sort of £500 just on that sort of single night alone. And uh, we had a fantastic time as a byproduct. So, um, you know, I think like moving forward, you know, things, momentum got faster and faster the more closer we got towards marathon i think like it was sort of eight weeks six weeks out that's when things start to really pick up so i think it's a case of not expecting too much right at the beginning but just trusting the process being consistent with that the social media documentation putting on a you know sort of um events throughout and then you know the outcome will look after itself essentially but ultimately it all came down just to breaking it down and yeah just 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 doing the, you know, the chunking it down sort of thing really helped with, with us. So,
2: yeah, those those smaller bits definitely, you know, they add yeah. up over time, don't they? Which, yeah. I mean, I guess Mark, you're you're probably testament to that. You've kind of, um, you know, as you said right at the beginning, a whole range of different bits of fundraising you've been involved in, and um, you know, everything from jumping out of a plane to you know, collection tins on, you know, in, in your local calf sort of thing. So, um, yeah, w- w- what's that meant to you over the years? Kind of, you know, having raised, you know a lot
0: <laughs> yeah I I, I I i have no
3: idea how much um over over the, um, <laughs> years um but you know it's it, you the 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 limits are your imagination if, if how you want to uh fundraise you know whether it's a collection in, in a local pub i know a lot of um local organizations have been very over the years, uh, like Chris said, you know, free function rooms, you know, um, I've had unbelievable support from a local printers um, that has printed anything and everything that I've thrown at him, you know, um, even from, like I said, my, my Retina UK jumpsuit to a superhero costume that were in um, the RP Fight Blindness colours back then that I did for a fun run, which then ultimately lured me into being a mascot for a London Marathon Expo. So to walk around with 20,000 people in this mascot um was quite daunting more than actually people running the marathon I think but I wasn't the worst costume there there was someone in a giant shoe so um <laughs> but it's it's what you know it is it, it's, it's what turns heads and um so it could start off with a cake bake I've done a um a, a charity um quiz night Halloween quiz night um which was all thanks dress you know and you'll be surprised on how into how into it gets, you know. You, you talk about your sight loss, and people then start to understand. So this is what this guy's living with, you know. Um, and then it filters through um, the companies that you work for, you know. And people start to really notice. And then that's when you know when you've got schemes um, that help raise awareness and and funds, you know, through large organisations like that like charity of the year so if anybody knows companies that do that you know and and you've got a friend or family member or a colleague or something like that that is living with one of our inherited sight losses and you can do it through that absolutely a massive massive benefit um, I, I without previous employees helping and supporting with my fundraise and collaborating with other um, local organizations and fire brigade um helping me with um my fundraising is, is not being nominated you know you can nominate retina uk through um organizations they do support you with um you know your fundraising targets a little bit of publicity for them. you know it, it goes a long way um so yeah it start off with bake bakes big and sales and charity p- charity pots you know all the way up to you know tracks and marathons so it's it's you would like to do in the limit of your imagination
2: yeah definitely and you know through that kind of range of things you've been involved with has there been kind of any any positives you've taken from that that were kind of been unexpected that you, you didn't think would would happen or
3: I think um the amount of friends um that I've met throughout the um throughout the time I've been fundraising the, the personal achievements um that um, I've got from doing a lot of the um, the challenges as well, the sites that I've been witness to, um, that um, I've seen that I may have never got the opportunity to do, you know, if, if the um, a challenge didn't arise. So if, it, it is all about opportunity. So if you see it, an opportunity to do a challenge and you think, you know, um, I really want to to go and do that, regardless of what your site um, is. You know, if you can't see where you're going, then you've got support around you to, to help you out, but then you can utilize the other senses that you've actually got. You know, in my last, wildlife, for example, I couldn't see much around me from that height and, and the views that you're, you're looking at, um, but the other senses just come alive, you know, the, the, the rush of the sounds, the feeling of the wind, all that kind of stuff, it just heightens your senses, it just makes that experience much more adrenaline impact. You know um so you know don't feel off if you haven't got much sight or you have no sight or you you know you you're at the start of your sort of journey you know just take that opportunity um and um you'll be surprised at what you can succeed with
2: yeah absolutely and i guess um chris just thinking back to you and and kind of what's what's life been like since the marathon kind of um you know, has it has it led on to other things if have, have you found yourself keeping more active kind of yeah what, what's life been like since
4: yeah I think I think the one biggest takeaway um from the marathon was that you know I now feel um that I'm not going through this alone. So like Mark says it's, it's been opportunity to meet loads of um people that are um either um going through that sort of sight loss journey themselves or have sort of friends family members that are going through a sight loss journey as well and you know that's that's in itself creates such a powerful um support network um so that's been a huge huge kind of um thing um in terms of like moving forward um yeah i mean i'm like mark you know i've always got something that i want to kind of work towards um i have got a half iron man in may and then an ultra uh windermere ultra in september this year so yeah double d- double double the marathon distance in september but you know it's i think you know you for me you've got to always keep challenging yourself in life um i think even more so you know with somebody that has um side loss because um it's easy to kind of feel that you can't do things and there will be people that I've had over the years say, oh, you can't do that because you've got star loss and stuff like that. But you know what? Like it might be my own stubbornness to some extent, but you know, I think anything is possible. Yes, you might have to do things a little bit differently, but I think anything in life is possible. You know, um whatever disability um that you have, it's just finding a way to to do it. um You know, so that's 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 probably what I'm heading this year. So yeah,
2: definitely. Just a, just a few small small events then for you, Chris. <laughs> yeah, just a few small, <laughs> nice ones. and easy ones. <laughs> yeah. Oh and, and Karen, if you had um sort of one takeaway that you that you've taken from you know being involved with fundraising, you know, one thing that you've kind of really will take with you, is there anything you would you would think of or
1: um probably just um you know that confidence best thing, you know, um, you know, in terms of that, you know, you're when when you're kind of having a progressive side lot loss, you're I sort of find my world was starting to shrink, you know, it was going less places and doing less things and, uh, you know, and it just gave me the confidence that, you know, that I can do things and I probably can do more than, than I give myself credit for. So it's nice to have, you know, to have that done, have the medal hanging on the wall, you know, to remind myself, you know, anytime I walk past it that, that I have done it and I can do it and, you know, and I haven't done any other challenges since it, but, you know I'm absolutely not ruling it out you know just I think just whenever the the next one comes up that's that's a right fit you know for me I would love to to have another go at doing something um you know as well um so we'll we'll see what see what comes up in the future
2: yeah definitely and I think that that um yeah that medal on the wall really does just um I think just encapsulates it all doesn't it you know having that Mm -hmm. that thing to just um just to, to highlight the success that you had and you taken on a challenge and whether that's you know medal for for a mm-hmm. marathon or, or some other kind of event or, or you know a trek, it's just having that symbol of actually, yeah, you did that and you did it yeah. really, really well. Yeah.
1: That's um, it. And it's not, it's not, you know, kind of how how quickly you finished it in or, you know, it's just that, you know, it was a challenge to you and you you did it, you know, and that's that's enough.
2: That definitely. And I think, you know, that just sounds amazing. And I I just think um the fact that all of you are willing to kind of do these things and, and kind of share your experiences tonight about what it's meant to you and the things that you've taken from it um it's just amazing it's been um I've really enjoyed this conversation and, and kind of hearing all of your kind of thoughts around it all um and just to say yeah thank you so much for being part of Team Retina UK um for all of the fundraising but also for for sharing your story this evening um I believe we're going to move to some uh, questions in a moment. Um, I'm hoping by magic, um, one of my colleagues is going to appear shortly, and we'll have some questions coming through.
5: That'll be me then. Hopefully, I've I've appeared. Um, yeah, thank you. It's, it's been you know great listening to you, and um, just to see the smiles on your faces and the energy that you create when you talk about um, the fundraising that you've done is quite infectious, actually. So um, yeah, thank you so much for sharing. And not to forget that obviously every penny that you've raised has enabled us to to make a difference for others with sight loss. Um, We simply couldn't do it without people like you doing the amazing things that you do. So um, a personal thank you, um, as well as on behalf of the organization. I have got a few questions, if that's okay. Um, I've got a question here from someone who says that they would love to do something um, but they haven't been involved in fundraising before and they're keen to know what support they would get from Retina UK. Um, Simon maybe you could give us a bit of an outline and then um, perhaps um, others would like to chip in.
2: Yeah definitely so um, the key thing I say with the support is it's it's really dedicated support so um, for anyone joining Team Retina UK whatever the event um, ended up being whether that was a challenge event or, or something in your community, um, you would have a named contact in our team that would be your your kind of um, first portal call for anything that you need, um, and then depending on the type of activity, there's a whole host of range of support that we have available. So that might be you know a running vest to wear at an event or a cycling jersey if it, if it was a cycle, um, it might be. Um, our suite of fundraising materials to help you with your fundraising so things like pin badges to sell or a collection tin to to put out somewhere Um, and then we've also got things like uh, if you were doing a a sponsored run we have a a running club on Strava so as you're doing your training you can be doing it alongside other runners and kind of sharing tips and advice um, about the event Um, And then, yeah, with some of the other events as well, if, for example, it was the London Marathon, we have a reception after the race. So you get that as well. Um, But, yeah, the main thing is you would have uh, someone in the team, possibly myself or or one of my colleagues um, who would be there to help you, you know, every step of the way.
5: Thank you. Um, Another question that leads on quite nicely from that is um, how do you find asking people for sponsorship? I feel really uncomfortable asking for money. I don't know whether any of our panelists um would like to come in on that one
4: um yeah i'll make a start on it I, I think you know firstly um you know putting on an event where you're providing um some form of entertainment whether it be a quiz night or whether it be a raffle um i think that's a you know good place to start as they also are receiving uh something um you know for for that sort of donation. So. Um, you know people will kind of buy into entertainment or whatever it might be so I think that's a really good place to start.
3: Yeah I, I, I totally agree you know if you've got some sort of um, function that you can put on you know quiz um, nights really do work quite well um, and or um, a black tie dinner um, you know um, comedy night um, um, one one um, particular particular evening um, that could go down quite well as well is Dying in the Dark as well. It will give um, an understanding of would be like um sort of living um, with inherited diet loss you know um i know there's a there's a restaurant in London that does that all the time so you know it, it, again the the limits are your imagination of how you can um you know provide fundraising um ideas you know in order to return you know um, a, a nice donation from so um, ideas out there i think that's really yeah I, I would just agree with that as well so just a bit
1: you know the quizzes and the the raffles and the events really good place to start coffee mornings you know anything that brings people together and you know gives you also gives you an excuse to to put some leaflets on a table or simulation glasses and you know gets a few questions going as well at the same time you know and obviously putting just giving links on on your social media you know you're not directly having to go up and check and a, a tin in somebody's face, you know, they, they can see it, they can react to it if they want to, you know, and when they want to. So it's, it's quite good as well.
5: That leads perfectly into another question, um, which is around social media. So I think you've all spoken about your use of social media and um, to support with fundraising. Um, what if somebody isn't very experienced with social media? And um, Not everybody is. Um, how how else might they tackle that sort of element of the marketing, I guess, or, or can we give support with that, Simon?
2: Yeah, we definitely can. Um, as I say, yeah, it's something we, we touch on, but but yeah, there is definitely a, a you know a, a world outside of that. Um so that might be something like um we have like a template press release, so so it might be that you're you're doing an event in your community, um and you want to, to share that with your, you know, uh, people in the local area. So so something like that, that you might give to your local newspaper, for example. Um, we've also got, um, you know, we touch on things like uh, online fundraising pages, but we still have, also have the paper sponsorship forms as well. So we, that's something we can provide. So, um, yeah, there's lots of ways and means to kind of um, share those things. We have. Uh, things like uh, template posters it could be printed out and and put up in say a place of work for example Um, so yeah it doesn't doesn't have to be on on social media at all
5: thank you and I'm hoping we've got time for one last question Um, this is I'll I'll paraphrase this but it's a question from somebody who says that they're not really up for marathons and physical challenges Um, can they still support the organization is there something else they could do
2: Definitely, definitely. And and actually, uh, I suppose also anyone who was doing a challenge, often the fundraising that you're doing isn't necessarily um, just sponsorship. So those non-challenge elements come into play as well. Um, What we would always say is um, usually it starts with what your interests are. So maybe you're a member of, a, a, you know, uh, you've got a hobby or you're in a group, that sort of thing. So starting with what you know or what you like, and we can help you to, to create ideas from that um or we do also have some some ideas kind of ready to go um so for example we have um, retina uk's great bake so um if you you know if you enjoy a bit of baking or if you just enjoy the eating of the cake um you know we we have a an event you can take part in we send you a pack uh, you know it's got a collection box in there it's got um stickers for labels for your cakes and, and all sorts of bits and bobs um so yeah there's various ways you can get involved um mark for example has done things like um he's had some of our collection tins that he's put out in local uh, cafes and businesses that he knows so yeah it's really about kind of what you're interested in um and who you know and um yeah just get in touch with the team and we can help you explore those ideas and find something that works for you and what you're interested in
5: okay so it sounds like that doesn't need to be a, a barrier um, to fundraising maybe get in touch with you simon have a chat and see, see yeah who's best
2: definitely and I, i'd hope that um the guys would agree but i think you know fundraising should be fun and and it and it should hopefully involve things that you enjoy doing and, and you know it means you can spend time with you know whether it's family or friends or you know people in in, in kind of your hobby or or workplace and um yeah if we can help you to explore that and to, to raise a little bit of money in a way that you can enjoy um, then, then that's all the better, I think.
5: Great, thank you. Um, I think we've got one more question, but I think um, Matt's going to take that one um, from the floor.
0: We do have um, Chris, who's one of our attendees, has got his hand up. So Chris, if uh, you still want to ask your question, I've just um, enabled you to talk, you just need to unmute your microphone in order to do that. Just hope that's not a barrier for you. If not, we can take a question from you afterwards. Maybe a texting there. Um, was there one final question? Any other questions from you, Paula? And um,
1: um,
5: I think um, there's something that I'd like to ask, if I may, um, of each of the um, panelists, and, and that is. Is there one thing that you would have done differently if you just reflect now on on your experience? Um, literally, just a few words. Is the one thing you would have done differently? Um, Mark, can I come to you first?
3: I like to do more. Um, I, I, that sounds bizarre, um, but I always strive to be a better version of myself. You know, before the last uh, challenge and. I see some amazing inspirational things that other people are doing and it makes me think to myself I haven't done enough um so I don't know whether that's my own personal sense of I want to achieve more um but I'm always looking for the next challenge I'm actually running out of them um but um you know there's always something out there that I haven't done yet that I would like to do there are lots of around the world that I haven't done yet um, and have I got to the point where I won't appreciate them as much can't see what they have to offer especially when you're standing at the top of Kilimanjaro for example you know will I be able to still appreciate the sunrise you know or you know the the landscape of um you know uh, other you know other treks um, and surroundings but it still won't stop me from still taking part of them i just have someone describe those those views and experiences for me rather than seeing them for myself so.
1: thanks mark karen one thing that you would have done differently um to be honest i i don't honestly think don't think i would have done anything any differently um you know i think we were so well prepared you know uh, I mean, Simon was was emailing and phoning me kind of the minute I had signed up, you know, so it was great. I had that support sort of from the word go, you know, and you knew exactly what to do and any questions you had, you knew where to go. So it wasn't like you got to the to the, the marathon day and went, oh, my goodness, I should have done X, Y, Z because you were so well informed from the outset that you know everything kind of kind of fell into place as it went along so no I loved every minute of it and I honestly don't think there's anything I would have done any differently I'm so glad we changed the route Mm -hmm. at the last minute that just made made it you know so so much more fun you know it, it would have been it would have been more of an effort, I think, to have have done it alone <laughs> over the 26 miles with nobody cheering you on until the very end. So yeah, I'm so glad we did that at the very at the very last. So yeah.
5: And uh Chris, final word to you then.
1: Yeah,
4: thank you. Um, no, I honestly would do, I wouldn't have done anything uh, sort of different at all. I think the uh support from you guys, Simon, obviously in particular, you know, um, it was flawless. And uh yeah, I couldn't have done it without you guys at all. It was a, an incredible experience and um <laughs> Yeah, it's just like the the, the every, every bit of gap was kind of looked after. You know what I mean? There was, there was no kind of stone left unturned at all when it came to fundraising, when it came to logistics, when it came to getting out to London to go to the reception. Um, obviously, we had a bit of an issue on the day in regards to trying to find a reception and getting over the road to get to you guys, but like you managed to get us over that and uh, we had a great time at the reception as well. So, no, absolutely flawless, mate. Thank you very much.
5: That's really good to hear. Thank you, everybody. Um, I think I will hand back to um, Matt um, just to say a few words before we finish.
0: Thank you, everyone. That was phenomenal. That was absolutely brilliant. Um, so inspirational just listening to all the things that you've you've done um, and the way that you supported the charity. So a huge, huge thank you to, to all of you um, and to all of you who have come to join us tonight. A massive thank you. Um, So, as mentioned, at the beginning of the evening, uh, Retina UK will be delivering at least one webinar every month, uh, the next of which will be on Thursday, the 23rd of February, uh, which will be our first Ask the Expert session um, of the year. So we'll be joined by uh, consultant ophthalmic surgeon Simon Keeley. Um, So details on how you can join that session and how you're able to ask your questions of our expert can be found on our website, and also on the email that I'll be um, speaking about very, very shortly. Um, so, as you've heard tonight, Rent UK is a uh, registered charity. We receive no government funding, and we rely on all of our wonderful supporters, such as those um, who you've heard from tonight, to help raise the funds needed to provide our vital services and invest in groundbreaking medical research there are many, many ways that you can support the work of the charity. Um, perhaps you might be interested in copying Mark by jumping out of an aeroplane, crisp by running a marathon, or pairing by simply um, doing, doing one locally. Um, or you might fancy something a little bit more sedate like holding a bake sale, um, a quiz night. Um, there are hundreds of ways that you can support us uh, and you can find out more about that on our website, which is www.retinauk.org.uk forward slash fundraising and speak to Simon and um, one of his team who can help you um, in many, many, many ways. So we will be sending out an email um, tomorrow, which will have details on where you can rewatch or listen to this evening's presentations and details on how you can book onto our other events, including our Ask the Expert webinar um, next month. Uh, we'll also be seeking your feedback on today's session and we value all feedback it just helps us to know that we're doing things um, the right way Um, and if we're not doing it quite the right way what it what it is that we uh we need to do um so all of your feedback is uh, absolutely vital to us and will help develop our future webinars and our other services so once again thank you to all of our panelists thank you to all of you
1: who've joined us this evening and I wish you a very good evening. Thank you very much.